All right, Ashley, tell me a story. I'm excited to talk about the uh, power of connection today. And I hope that that resonates with you because that's what we're here for, right? Um, I was really lucky enough to work in Silicon Valley uh, for the past few years in technology, doing internal comps. Um, and of course, there were quite a few things that have happened in the public eye <laughs> over the past, let's say, four years. Um, and I think as a society, we saw some really heavy moments, right? Hopefully they get a little bit lighter. We're, you know, just a month into, <laughs> into it. But um, what I was really, what really struck me when COVID first began is I was working for uh, a Google subsidiary. It's called Waymo. It's a self-driving car company. And everyone was all of a sudden, you know, kind of taken from this uh, corporate culture where you really are encouraged to be on site, enjoying it, being around other people. And going from that to being stuck in your house with tiny humans or pets or a spouse or all by yourself can be really, really challenging. And there's a, a woman who I worked with at a, she was part of a different Google team, uh, but we were all in a group together called the Women of X. It's an employee resource group. All the teams that were in the X building, you could join if you were interested in supporting the group. And they would put on fun events throughout the year, uh, obviously not during COVID. And Esther, one of the Women of X, sent out on uh, March 18th, 2020, day one, COVID chronicles. And she said the quiet part out loud. She said, I miss going on the train and, and walking in and getting my cup of coffee. I miss saying hi to Jerry, the security staff. I miss seeing what Waymo's up to. And I don't know how many people read the first one, but they ended up, we all took turns. Uh, every person who was a part of the ERG, we just signed up for a day. And it wasn't that it had to be positive, right? Because the world was not super duper positive in, in some of those moments, I would say, in the past. And instead, we just kind of allowed it to be whatever it was that day. Um, what was really cool, really poignant, and, and very meaningful for my personal journey was experiencing um, some of the hate and vitriol of 2020 through the lenses of my colleagues that shared those identities. Um, specifically, uh, my colleagues who were Black, who were lamenting George Floyd. Um, my colleagues here in the Bay Area who are Asian um, or of Asian descent and experiencing a lot of the AAPI hate. So once a, a year of COVID had come and gone, I remember when it was just a year, uh, when a year of COVID had come and gone, it's, it was around um, International Women's Day, which is March 8th. And again, this was a, a women's group, not there are men in it too, uh, but this, this women's group, we had all just kind of bared our souls for nearly a year of this very similar and strange experience. And I had just one hell of a, a manager who gave me uh, you know, enough rope and autonomy to hang myself kind of situation. And we, we are, we were stationed here in the Bay Area and I had just read, you know, several COVID chronicles about women who 
were, you know, Japanese whose families had been here for generations, but are now scared of putting their children on public transit to go to school. And I called my boss and I said, you know how we haven't done any employee engagement because the world broke? Do we still have that money? And she said, what are you up to? And I used every manipulative hook I had, Zane, everything I could pull out. And I said, I think that we should host something memorable virtually for, uh, for International Women's Day. It's March 8th. That's almost a year of our experience in COVID. So it could be for a year of COVID. Happy anniversary, Waymo. Happy anniversary, Google. Um, I want us to co-host it with the other teams of X that have been participating with this COVID Chronicles. And I have someone that I want it to be. And she goes, okay, how much are we talking here? And I said, it's funny that you asked that question because I've already done the legwork. It's going to cost 30 grand. And she said, who is it that you want for 30 grand? And I said, Ali Wong. Um, so I got to bring Ali Wong to Waymo and the women of X, uh, we all got to ask her questions about her experience as a woman, as a person living through COVID, as a parent, as at the time, someone who was working through some marital strife. And it just continued to remind me of the power of connection in those like somewhat terrible moments, right? We don't, we don't get to change what happens to us, but we do get to show up how we want to. And we have people waiting in the wings, our community, if we just raise our hand. Which brings us to now, right? <laughs> Not that uh, my life has become full circle, but um, I have to say that has been, as, as one of the, I think, 34,000 people affected by layoffs in tech in 2024, that has been, again, the key lesson I think that I'm supposed to learn is that when your back is against the wall, regardless of what it is, it seems, you know, I've got the plague and a layoff that I'm dealing with. So take it for what it will. But if you just look out and wait a second, there's going to be a community that shows up. There are people that are experiencing the same thing. There are people that have that, have been through layoffs or, you know, experienced a health scare or who have gone through that divorce or that big promotion. And I think COVID has done a ton of very interesting things to us as a species, but we've gotten a little bit more insular right? We were literally inside for several years. And I think that I am just constantly surprised and delighted by how humans show up for one another when it counts. And so that's my story. That's what I wanted to share today. I think that's awesome. And I think what's the tough thing about that is that there is a community there but sometimes it takes a lot for us to raise our hand. Well, and I think too, um, I'm from I'm from Appalachia, so I'm from West Virginia. It's a, a bit more rural than I would say the Bay Area in California. Uh, and we're very bootstraps people. You pull yourself up from mm. your bootstraps. You don't ask for help. Help is a sign of weakness. And I'm a woman. I cannot imagine what that would be like 
to kind of hear that as a man or as a boy in that society. But it's just so strange. Like, it's a very humbling experience, I think, to have to ask for help. But, you know, there's just a certain point, and I, I think we've probably all been there, where, you know, sometimes when you go to the beach and you get stuck in where the waves are breaking, and you're trying desperately to just get up. Um, some of us are less graceful than others, and it may take a few minutes, right? And so you're just getting waterboarded by the waves, essentially. And I think it's so easy to go into a dark spot. And there were so many times during the past four years where I think we as a society were like, woof. But... Like things are going to be different and life is going to be difficult. But it just seems much brighter if you look for the helpers. Like Mr. Rogers said, right? Like, oh, Jesus, this is the other thing I wasn't going to talk to you about, but maybe I will. We watched The Sound of Music this weekend with my kids. Um, my children were not perhaps at the right age for the sound of me. They were good for the music. They weren't so much for the Nazis, but, you know, they were there for some of it. And we were listening to, uh, I don't know if it's been a while, when the thunderstorm happens and the children all rush in the first night after kind of mistreating Maria. And they're a little, you know, they're a little cheeky about it. They're a little apologetic. The boys come in and act like they're not scared. But ultimately, they're all under the covers, afraid of the thunder. And she sings a song to these kids who it shouldn't work on, right? It shouldn't because it seems a little irrational and a little silly. But she reminds them, they're like, oh, well, it's not always dark and thundery and scary. Sometimes we have strudel and sometimes there are cats, right? And I have had a series of unfortunate events, right, with um, my mom passing away and then current situation. But there are just so many people that keep raising their hands to check on me, even if I'm not raising my hand to ask for help. And that community is so precious. And so it's so crazy how it just shows up. Right. And then I think of the folks that are probably in similar boats to myself, but don't have the courage to say they need help or don't know who to ask for help. Or maybe because of the past four years or even further, just don't know who to turn to or that anybody will be there for them. And so that's why I really like, I'm not usually this positive Zane. I'm somewhat positive, but like, I'm not usually this sunshine about things, but if it's not this, it's going to be something better. And there are people there that are going to help you along the way. 